Welcome, everybody, to the That Kind of Nerd podcast, where we break down what's going on this week in the nerd life. I am CJ Mellon. I'm, of course, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. Uh, Before we start, if you're a new listener, welcome. Definitely recommend you actually check out our rebroadcast of episode 23, My Nerdy Life. Um, It's phenomenal. You get to know a little bit about us. Uh, And it's a great place to kind of jump into it before we get into the thing. So definitely recommend checking that out as well as checking out thatkindofnerd.com. Check out some amazing articles that Craig, Melissa, Jeff, Ryan, Josh, and Brian have written. And I'm apparently on there too. So check that out, thatkindofnerd.com. So I want to jump into a couple topics that we have for this week. And the first thing is the blockbuster uh, which is what I'm calling it, which is a dumb intro, and I so apologize for that. But uh, the blockbuster, we're going to talk about the movies that are coming out this month. Brian has, again, compiled a wonderful list of movies that are coming out. Not all of them, so be sure to check out his article on that kind of nerd.com to see the entire list. So, Brian, take it away. What's going on? Uh, March has a couple pretty pretty uh, solid movies coming out. So let's uh, let's start, because we are recording today when three movies come out. The first one being London Has Fallen. Starring Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman uh, it, and Aaron Eckhart being the sequel to Olympus Has Fallen, which was Die Hard in the White House. This is <laughs> Die Hard in London, apparently. When I saw the trailer the first time, I was like, man, Gerard Butler's in a lot of things that have fallen. And then I realized I didn't like it didn't click that this was a sequel. Oh, everything's falling around him. Um, yeah, I mean, even that crappy movie Gods of Egypt is definitely falling. In oh, the trailer. That's, that's that's fallen hard hard uh this movie looks really cool uh it's nice to see Gerard butler kicking some ass again as he's meant to do and not in an animated version either uh so i'm really pumped to go see this movie i'm i'm i don't know if i'm gonna see it in the theater it, it might no. it might be a, a no. stream you're shaking your head at this movie looks no. great <laughs> no it doesn't no no you got morgan doesn't. freeman you've got Gerard butler you got aaron eckert how, how can you be against this movie they should have stopped after the first one <laughs> this is just what it's just bad but it's, it's London. It's bigger. You, what is your opinion then on Taken 2? Taken 2 should have never happened. Right. I, you can't get Taken again. Like, it, it just doesn't work. You can. As a matter of fact, you can get Taken three times. The third one, no one really technically text, gets Taken. He took himself. He takes himself, <laughs> he takes himself <laughs> right. off the grid. Well, the there you go. One. Someone got Taken. It's just, all right. No one gets I, Taken. I think this movie's good. I th- I'm, go- I'm, I'm actually going to go see it uh, tomorrow. So by the time this aired, I've seen it. It's great. You can't say that. And You'd be yes, better off seeing that Tina Fey piece of crap. Oh, that's the next out. movie on the list. Whiskey, Fang, uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot right. uh, also comes out today. And we know how Josh feels about CJ. Or, oh, C- wow. Oh, wow. Tina Fey, hard buddy. Pass. It, it hard rhymes. pass. I'm sorry. Yes. Hard pass from Josh. Hard pass from me. I, I, I like Tina Fey, but I'm not, I'm not going to go see this. I think this movie looks interesting, too. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> want to go see it. I, I think... Whiskey Tango Foxtrot looks like a, a nice CJ play. loves everything and everyone this week. I think the most interesting thing that came out today is, is Zootopia. Zootopia. I'm yes. totally going to go see Zootopia. Um, Jason Bat- uh, Bateman playing this like kind of sly fox. But more importantly, I just want to see the sloth scene again. Yeah. That looks amazing. Um, Disney's uh, big hit from the same studio that did Big Hero 6 and Frozen. Zootopia does come out today, which I am... Totally going to go see, if not this weekend, most likely sometime during the week. Uh, Josh, you going to take the kids to go see this? Uh, yeah, it's probably not going to be this weekend, but yeah, I think they'll want to see this one. See, I'm taking my daughter to go see it, too. 
I think she's going to like watching the animals on the screen and I'm going to lose my shit when the sloths come up. No, no child. Every child hates animals. What's wrong with you? I know. I, I mean, don't know why Disney made this movie. Maybe your child does because you are a pod person. So that would make her a pod person by proxy. <laughs> no, don't. No, my daughter's normal. I'm the pod person. Uh, we'll, we'll see when she gets to like forming full sentences. <laughs> she already she she already sings the Doctor Who theme song. That's not a full sentence. That's, watching, that's I know just, we're watching Doctor Who, repeating. so she's she's already. There is no words to the theme song. There's, it's just, yeah, there's no she words. just goes Doctor Who. That's not that's not speaking. <laughs> Doctor Who. No, it's adorable. It's awesome. Yeah, and any child doing almost anything except smearing fecal matter everywhere is adorable. No, no, that's that's actually more adorable <laughs> than most things children do. <laughs> I watched Josh do that last week, and I thought it was adorable too. What the fecal matter thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay, what you two do in your privacy, I don't want to know about. Moving on. <laughs> uh, next week, March 11th, uh, comes a movie that I'm really excited about that no one knew was coming. was uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, the sequel to Cloverfield, starring John Goodman and, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, I'm super excited. We talked about this a little bit before on a past episode. I think this is going to be great. Uh, I might... My my question to this comes as it does for many movies. Um, do you think you need to have seen Cloverfield to watch this movie? Well, that's very hard to say because I, I have not seen the movie. I'm, I'm going uh, to. I know from I mean educated like, guess from the trailers. I don't think you do. I think they're going to they're going to explain pretty well what happened um, as far as New York City getting destroyed, and I think you're going to be okay. Gee, spoiler alert, Brian, for people who didn't see The movie was like eight years ago. The spoiler statute has passed. The statute of limitations has passed. All right, so, and then uh, we got another uh, preteen sequel movie series coming out on the 18th with divergent uh <laughs> i don't Allegiant. like i don't like your characterization i'm actually really looking forward to divergent it's based on I a preteen novel that's my characterization of it i th- i uh, all right but this the movie series is excellent i've only seen yes, the first one and as long as this movie does a better ending than the book i'll be very happy if they end this movie like they end the book i'm just going to smear fecal matter on the screen oh, and then everyone will think you're adorable ejected. Um, no, I'm not adorable in any situations. And me smearing fecal metal, it, nah, it's just not going to work. Fecal metal, okay. I have a mouthful of... Yep, yep, whatever. Okay. CJ's always sweating fecal metal. Tell me, guys. There's totally no fear that you do that, guys. Um, anyway, I, I like this. I like the first one. I have not seen Insurgent yet, so I probably will not be seeing its Allegiant until I watch Insurgent. Um, but I mean, I, I'm on board. I, I think this is a decent series. What I've seen of it. Surgeons on HBO go, dude, get that done tonight. Okay. We'll do. So yes, sir. I'll text you when it's done. Um, and <laughs> is this a movie that they're doing in two parts or is this the end? Uh, it, I'm pretty sure this is the end unless there's some okay. hidden I just, news that I don't know about. I, I just, I, I didn't see a part one thing on it and we know how studios like to milk a, a, you know, a series for all it's got. I didn't know if they had one more in them. I doubt it. Um, again, I haven't read the books to know. But the end of the month is going to be pretty big with something we're all excited for. That's right. I'm talking about My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. Comes <laughs> oh out March God, 25th. Opa! Um, do I need to spend a whole lot of time on this? It's another movie that didn't need a sequel. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? No one asked for this. Um, everybody asked for it. Uh, Who asked for this? No, everyone what, asked for this. Whatever percentage of the Big population Fat is Greek, Greek asked for this movie. 
Nobody looked, asked the, for this movie this many years in the future. The first movie was great. Yeah. It was great. And leave it alone. It was really great. Leave. There's no way nope. you can possibly any, – any child of an ethnic family like myself saw that first movie and identified with every single part of it. So there's – no need for this. But she has a daughter, and you can relive the story again, but with the daughter. But her daughter's not going to be old enough to get married. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, the, the the their parents are remarrying because yeah, they never gotten married. Because they the never were time. married to begin with. It's take that loophole. Like, <laughs> it's hey, we need another wedding. Well, the kids aren't old enough to get married. What do we do? That the other parents, they're not married at all. Let's marry them again. Like it what a bullcrap writing excuse. All right. Um, so I guess we're all not seeing this movie. This is a hard pass. No, I'm, I mean I'm not going to see it in the theater. But I wait, mean, you're going to like red box this movie? Uh, no, no. He's going to watch it. You on may HBO. actually sit down and spend the hour and a half and watch this film at some point in your life. Yeah, I'll, I mean I, I respect Neil Vardalos enough to watch a movie. She's in sure. Well then, there you go. I'm, I won't be. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay to see it. <laughs> What HBO goes for, God. Right. I'm not, I'm not a fucking peasant. I'm not gonna right. pay for it. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay for it. That's crazy talk. Um, and then uh as we have mentioned many, many, many times, March twenty fifth brings uh the Battle of the Gods, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice comes out then. Um I think we all know that I'm going to go see this movie. I'm <laughs> more I'm I'm more excited than I was before. Uh Jota. I will see this movie. And you will be proven wrong. Uh, I highly doubt that, but we'll I will I will be proven something. And it is, and it is wrong. this is going to be great or terrible. This movie is going to be awesome. Uh, I hope it is. I don't anticipate it to be the experience that you guys think it's going to be. I think you're, you're going to have like, a real hard time, though, with the whole DC series because you're not going to see Suicide Squad. This is true. Makes, it's pretty integral. It's going to be a giant I don't hole. think I'm going to miss anything by not seeing Suicide Squad. I know for a it's fact It's kind of like if you didn't see it. Ant-Man, I don't think you're going to miss anything out when it comes to Civil War. I don't think Ant-Man's going to be such a vital part of that whole structure. Oh, Ant-Man's you bite your tongue. Any structure. Bite your tongues, both of you. He's going to be huge. Quote, huh, any, anybody, anybody who's a fan knows what I just did. <laughs> oh, it was a pun. I got it. It, it was a small. pun. Yes. No, no, not because he's small, because he also gets big. Mm. That'd be huge. Anyway, that is your March blockbuster, as CJ likes to, to say it. Um, some solid stuff in there, some not so much. Um, but I will be definitely Wait, spending some money this month. There's a part of this that I want to talk about real quick. When we're talking about blockbuster, and it's about Batman versus Superman. And don't worry, I'm not going to yell about the movie. I'll about something else. There is this... Uh, experience being sold for a hundred dollars for what's called the ultimate uh, ticket. Yes, the ultimate Batman. ticket. Have you seen this? I have seen this. What? Wait, what do you get for a hundred? A hundred dollars at participating Regal Cinemas. Correct me if I'm wrong, CJ. I believe it. Um, you get to see right the now. movie as many times as you want in any format. So IMAX, IMAX 3D, uh, standard 3D, standard. Who goes to see a movie more than like two or three times? I've seen some movies six times. I think I saw Dark Knight seven times in the theater. A seven times still isn't a hundred bucks. Uh, ten bucks. And even remember, in this IMAX, movie is, this movie is two and a half hours long. Yeah, right. 
Like, who's going to sit through IMAX, that? An IMAX 3D ticket is 14 and change. Like, you're going to have to sit through it six to ten times to make your to, money back. To make your money back. To God, make this hundred dollar buck. That's it's it? stupid. That's it. You don't get anything else. I, I, I'm sure. Well, the ticket from what I read is like like a credit card almost. It's like pretty solid metal. It's like I a think they piece. let you keep the 3D glasses. Ooh, I think they don't make you recycle it totally at the it. end of it. Um. If Batman himself got to watch the movie with me, then maybe it was worth $100, but definitely not. No way. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I would not spend that kind of money. I'm sorry. It, it, you can only and watch it, and you can only watch it once a day. Yeah. And well, it's, that's, it's every single day during its run, and you'd have to basically see it six to ten times to make your $100 back. But only once a day? Like I'd want to fill up a Sunday just watching the movie. No, I don't think it's around. I don't think it's once a day. It is, it is once, once a day. day. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, so this is the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> like and, and I don't know, is this Regal Cinemas doing I think it's Regal. Uh, this I mean, but did they partner with did Warner Brothers say that sounds like a great idea? Well, or I'm sure just, Warner Brothers had Regal's something to do with idea. it. Why? Why would the studio give a shit what what, what a, a theater did? They get the money for it no matter what. I guess they, that's true. Right, but they're just getting the standard fare they would get for any ticket. Right. I, I didn't know if they were trying to boost this, if Warner Brothers is also backing this saying, hey, we're going to put an ad out with our Warner Brothers logo saying, go see this movie a million this, times. This is it, this is an idea Don Draper would have laughed out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> this is idiotic. I mean, if it were for that and Suicide Squad, I would say it was worth it. But right. just for Batman v Superman, definitely not. So that that's that's my my thing. Um, the other th- the other thing too, I want to tie in with the the blockbuster here and, and Batman v Superman is that there's also going to be a rated R Ultimate Edition. Yes, of this movie. Now, before you naysayers, I know I have to say this. Uh, come out there. This is approved before Deadpool. Oh, that's bullshit. You don't think that's that absolute you- bull? Yeah, I don't think seriously. So at all. No, I find it very, very uh, odd that Deadpool does $150 million but, opening weekend and all of a sudden on. they release this. No, 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 this no. no. It's not like they Brothers, shot extra footage, Brian. Well, I, Warner I Brothers did this with The Hobbit. Footage. They've done this before. There's a difference between an unrated version because you put in extra scenes that have not no, been seen they did by rated ESRB. R. They did a rated R version of The but Hobbit with Peter Jackson. That's my point. And here's the thing. Regardless of whether it was done before Deadpool was a hit or not. The, the Five Armies. It, it's... It's yes, Battle of the Five Armies. Yes. Right. Well, it's only rated R because of the gore. It has nothing to do with anything. Else. Right. But right. it's also but dangerous it to already start marketing this. To that movie was borderline R anyway. Are we still talking about Hobbit? I'm, I'm still on Batman. The, well, I just I just find CJ's assertion dumb. Uh, well, that they've done it before. That they've done it before because no, it's, it's not the same before. thing. It's not the same thing. Like that. You've, that we R don't know what is this not, rated R is going to be. So we're going to see someone bleed a little more. Like, what's the rated R of this movie? I mean, when Batman says, "Do you bleed?" I'm sure Superman just explodes or something. But <laughs> listen, it, I think it's no, 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 no. The difference between the the PG-13 and the R is in the R version, he goes, "Fuck no," <laughs> right. And that's it. That's no, it's Zack Snyder, so there's going to be a lot of swooshiness with it, and his cape is going to flow very. Listen, I, I think. Are you really? Are you really making fun of Zack Snyder yeah, seriously? right now? Yeah, I am. Do we not know that I have a love hate relationship with Zack Snyder? Yeah, and, and, we and not yet you actually time? enjoy ninety percent of his movies. Yep, and it's the ten percent that bother me. Continue on with your. Point. Oh my god. Continue on with your. Point. Anyway, I think it's it's really dangerous and kind of dumb to market this already when the movie's a not even out and b. 
when you have two such huge recognizable characters as Batman and Superman, you're not you're not selling anybody on a rated R version except for people our age. And Batman and Superman definitely cater to kids as well. So I'm just the rated R version. Zack Snyder brings back a fealties and he's having an orgy with Xerxes. <laughs> that's, that's why it's rated R. I, I, I just think it, it's a, a bad call. If you want to put an unrated version out on the Blu-ray, that's fine and all. But to already be like, oh, it's going to be rated R version. Um, that's going to cause some people to be like, well, how bad is the PG-13 that there's some scenes that make it rated R? That was my question. Which might actually deter people from bringing their kids to this movie. That's right. what I'm saying. Uh, no. Mm. no, 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 no. I'm just no. saying. You can't. No, no, uh, I honestly think that too. You, you can't take your kids to this movie to begin with. You can't take your kids to a bad You'll get a movie. PG-13 movie. But yes, all, will, they'll bring their kids. All, listen, all the Avengers movies, all that Captain America, they're all PG-13 and they're fine for Christian. They're yeah, fine. they're, they're right. PG-13 for stylized action. Now, But there's something about DC. They're a bit edgier and they're – Certainly darker. But, but Josh, there's, there's one problem. There's one problem with your logic right here You're is s- that you are applying logic. Yeah. And a lot of parents who would take their kids to see this movie don't have. A that. lot of parents are just saying, "Oh, it's Batman and Superman. I know those from the cartoons." And oh no, and let me go no, take no. them. And if you don't believe me, you can't have a kid watch the Christopher Nolan series. Yeah, but plenty of and, people's and, kids have and do. Yeah. And, right, but I think they're going to be. I think those, as far as the. The Bruce Wayne character are going to be pretty tame compared to what this is going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem, and that's what I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying is that is it's what's not the runtime for this movie too? I thought it was pretty long, two hours and forty minutes. I think that's crazy. I can double check. Kids it. shouldn't be in a kid shouldn't be allowed in a movie that's longer than 80, 85 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I say that as the, as the proud parent of two children who, without fail. We'll have to go to the bathroom exactly when I want to see the movie. Well, when the coolest thing is happening, right? Right. It's two hours exactly and thirty-one minutes. Just take it when a uh, doomsday comes out. You're, you you want to miss that part anyway, or that the party no. scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at you guys together. Um, all right. So that's. I mean, that's all the extra Batman v Superman movie news that we have. This is it. This this month will. Uh, with the exception of probably one week when we're yelling at each other for one more time, we'll three end Three weeks from today, we kick off this year's comic book movie yes. series. Yes. Yes. It's exciting. It's, it's exciting. It's like it's the official start of something, right? We have this whole <laughs> series to look forward to starting with Batman versus Superman. So, I mean, we we shall see how DC will do for this. There's some other great movies that are coming out. Please tell us your thoughts about the Batman vs. Superman experience. What do you think about that? And as any other movies that you think that we should have talked about that are coming out in March, share your thoughts on that too. You can always get us at Twitter, at that kind of nerd, and listen to the end of the show, and we'll tell you some other ways you can go ahead and get in contact with us. So that being said, I do want to take a, a minute and I actually would like to play uh, a, a listener call. Um, our fan TD called back in again about uh, the episode that we did last week, uh, My Nerdy Life, and he wanted to share his nerdy experience. So I, I wanted to play that for you guys. Hey, guys. Uh, this is TD again. Um, again. I'm calling to give you my life story just a little bit, just a quick less, uh, quick story about how my nerd, uh, like, the nerd culture has really helped me. Um, as you guys know, my name is TD. 
Um, in fifth grade, during sex ed, we learned what STDs were. Um, <laughs> so after that, uh, after we learned about that, everyone turned around and looked at me. I was like, great. Now everyone's going to make fun of me. And from that moment on, I was always called STD, uh, so either something along those lines, all through middle school. I was just picked on a lot. Um, but uh, the funny thing is I played baseball until I was about 13, 14 years old. Uh, hardly anyone knew that I played sports or anything like that unless I played baseball with them. Uh, I wasn't really too big into it. Uh, but during this one day during gym, we were playing baseball with a uh, plastic bat and a tennis ball. Um, what everyone decided to scoot in because they didn't think I could hit it. Uh, I popped that ball right over everyone's head, ran all the way around the bases. All the baseball guys were like, what just happened? I don't know who this kid is. Uh, really after that, that's when I really started to get, um, like everyone just sort of like, oh, okay, this kid's not as weird as we think he is. <laughs> um, it was just, uh, it was just really funny because like everyone's like, oh, this kid's a nerd. He's a loser. And then after that, I just, uh, they, they were like, oh, okay, this kid's pretty cool. Um, and I've always connected with a bunch of people. Um, just, the, just like anything that I've done in life, I've always tried to do my best at. Like, I'm really big into video games. That's just been my nerd life. I've always been, whatever I've done, I've always tried to do my best. I've really dove into it, done a bunch of research and stuff, and just really, really got, like, excited for everything that I've always done. And... I mean, just listening to the show and listening to that last podcast, it was like, wow, this, I literally sat in my car for about five minutes, like just thinking, I was like, wow, like that was, that was the best podcast I've ever listened to. Uh, I just wanted to give you all a shout out. Uh, thank you guys so much. You always make my day every time I listen to it, especially that last podcast. Thanks guys. So first I'm off, I'm a little verklempt. I know, right? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. That poor STD. Oh man! As soon that's as he said "sex ad," my name is TD. Like, oh no! Yeah, that's rough. Dude. Uh, that's yeah. that's rough. But so, look, I mean, you gotta. I'll say this. You know, credit for for calling in and sharing it. It's a great story. I think that uh, more and more, uh, we've talked about sort of how the nerd culture has come to the forefront, and it's it's. Now it's not it's not a, a stigma. It's it's cool to to be a nerd of of whatever, right? A subject matter expert or whatever you are, and uh, I think that most people now get into a conversation, realize maybe the person they're talking to is a bit of a nerd on a on a certain subject, and it's no longer a, oh you're weird. It's a, oh now I need to know more. I need to find out this this dude or this chick really knows what they're talking about. So uh, I, look, I think that was. Uh, that's man. It takes courage to share a story like that. That was awesome, and thank you, and thank you for the kind words. We we really appreciate it. Yes. What, uh, what resonated with me too was the fact that he says, "I just you know, I I try my best, and anytime I'm ready to learn something, I do a whole lot of research." And I'm like, "Me too, TD. Me too, man. It's time for me to do something. It's research, research, research." All right, I'm good to go, and I get and, it. And so, he still uh, has the wrong opinion about it every time. So uh, even yeah. after all that TD, research. TD, we have a uh, cat to male ratio is very low magnet with your name on it. If you uh, do us a favor and just hit us up, DM us at that kind of nerd on Twitter or um, at a podcast at that kind of nerd email and uh, shoot us your uh, 
your address and whatnot, we'll sh- we'll we'll send it out to you. Josh, why cat to male ratio magnet? I don't understand. Well, the cat to male ratio in Brian's palatial estate is very low. Oh, that's right, right. Even though that there are cats, the ratio to them so low, very, very. That low. All the ladies can come over and still feel comfortable. Super low. Okay. Thank you. I just needed some clarification. I was very confused yep. for that. Okay, I, I wanted to thank TD, but let's talk about my cat to male situation. <laughs> <laughs> TD, I, I, I sympathize with the, the kids picking on you. I, I felt your pain. Um, thank you so much for the call. I don't know what TD stands for, but for right now, I'm going to think it stands for Theodore. So, Theodore, thank you very much uh, for, you for your call. Did name him randomly? What? No, I wouldn't do that. Just call him TD. You don't call me. You don't call me anything else. You just call me CJ. Oh, behind your back, I call you Christopher. We call you Pod Person and Pod Person, and we call you MK Ultra. Okay, okay, okay. He's the better version of a person with a two-letter name. Okay, so don't do that to him. Theodore. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I hope you're wrong. I hope he calls and like, dude, it's not Theodore. I swear to God, if it's Theodore, I'm going to dance like no one's ever danced before. (laughs) Gonna dance a jig like Bruce Willis at the end of the Last Boy. Yes. I'm in a risky business all over my palatial estate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did want to thank TD. And again, I want to invite you guys to also share your nerdy experiences, your nerdy life with us. Again, listen to the end of the show. We'll tell you some ways to go ahead and do that. So I want to move on to this. I thought this is really interesting. I don't know how you guys feel about this at all. I but I'm going to say it's not interesting at all. And we should move on. Astronaut Scott Kelly. Yeah, move on. Just got back from space. Scott Bayo. He spent 340 days consecutively in space. That is 5,440 trips around the Earth. And then they made a movie about him with Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. So here's the reason why this is so cool. There's two things about this. Number one, this is NASA's prep and research. uh, Whoa. All right. My cat decided that it would be fun to run around the palatial estate it heard how low the ratio was at Brian's and was like, I need to go and mess up that ratio. It hurt, yeah. Is safe? It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Run away, cat. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what's great about this is a couple of things. This is uh, NASA's opportunity to see how radiation in space affects a human body because it's going to take a while to get to Mars. Did he turn into the Hulk? N- no, he did, not tur- he did not turn into the Well, we don't know yet. He just got back. Uh, the second thing is this. He actually has a twin brother that was down here on the ground, and they've been testing their blood and their DNA at the same time to try to see how you know, space can affect the human body. So this is really cool for one thing. A, it's the longest record for an American uh, being in space uh, consecutively. No, whoa, whoa, B, whoa. Major Tom spent so much more time <laughs> in space. In America, let's, we're talking about... Because I, I tuned out. It's an American werewolf in space. Is yes, the movie American werewolf in space. <laughs> Guys, this is one step closer to Mars. Did, That's what I'm really trying did to get him you. Being in space, once he gets into space, into does werewolf. his exposure to the moon make him turn auto, like all automatic? No, no. It's like a Super Saiyan thing where it turns you into a gigantic wolf creature instead of a half man, half wolf. We, where did he go? Mars? No, he just, he just hung out in space. He was in the ISS. He, just, he wasn't just floating he was in just space. Floating around eating Fritos. This isn't gravity. He had a spaceship. Well, he went. Yeah. He went to Pluto and visited uh, uh, Ripley's gaping chasm he, he, out there. He did visit Ripley's gaping chasm. He actually, I, I know, he did uh, send a transmission to Ground Control asking them to tell his wife. Ground that he just open up a spot for you guys to riff. Is that what this is? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm done. No, I'm not done. Go ahead. No, that's it. I thought this is awesome. 
apparently just you another guys reason are. why you're wrong. I think it's, it's no, 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 no. I it, it's cool, but it just happened. They haven't really they haven't really said a whole lot about how this has changed him at all, have they? But he didn't like die. Well, he doesn't that's have great. He didn't cancer. die. I, well, you don't know that yet. That's the problem. No, because remember they were testing. Listen, his cancer blood just doesn't spontaneously start in space. Like he might find that he gets exposed to something on Earth and it affects him differently. That's the that's what's going to be interesting, right? And that's why I think comparing his brother's blood, his identical twin brother's blood. Right. To, My point is, you're talking about this story way too soon. Wanted to say, hey, congratulations, welcome back to Earth. Yes, because he listens. When did he find when he was out there that he was floating in a most peculiar way? Yes. Yes, he did. And the stars looked very different that day? Very different. Okay. So I want to talk about one other thing, too, and this is not science-related. And this was uh, going back to our episode, Bane Predicts the Oscars. Bane didn't predict the Oscars. We predicted the Oscars. Uh, I don't know. Bane was here for a while, and he did uh, talk a lot about Tom Hardy. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, was. yes. The Oscars. <laughs> I was there. They were quite lovely. <laughs> there were Girl Scout you, cookies. What did you get? What did, is it? You got Girl Scout cookies in your, uh, in your, your swag bag? Through this mask. No, did you hear they didn't do a swag bag this year? They didn't do a swag they bag. They said that they, because uh, the Oscars were doing swag bags back in the day, and then they, they came in and said no. And then a third party company <laughs> says, we'll do it. And then the Academy this year said, hey, no more swag bags. No How swag. Did, <laughs> How did you feel about not getting any swag? I was about to break the Oscars. I was very disappointed in some of the winners this year. <laughs> so let's talk Who about this. Who the let's hell talk about... is Mark Rylance? Why did <laughs> he win Best Supporting Actor? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Your what scene, we got right CJ. and what we got wrong. And by the way, just so we're uh, all for it, the only thing that we got really right was uh, Best Actress Brie Larson uh, Inside Out for Animated Film. I'm pretty and, sure Brian was right about almost everything. <laughs> Seriously, so here, here <laughs> it is. Here the best picture. So, <laughs> God. Brian for best picture said Room. I said Big Short, and Josh said The Martian. Winner was Spotlight. Uh, mm. For best actress, Josh said uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I said Brie Larson. Brian said Brie Larson. Winner is Brie Larson. Brian was right again. <laughs> <laughs> best actor uh now this i, I thought was very interesting i can do this cj before you break <laughs> cj said brian cranston josh said matt damon and brian said leonardo dicaprio brian was right leonardo dicaprio finally won the oscar here's what i thought was interesting about that josh in this episode you said that matt damon would win the oscar and give a pretentious speech and ironically enough, that's what Leonardo DiCaprio did about global warming. Well, coming. we knew that was going to – that's why I don't watch but you, no, you said any hey, reward no, no, no. show of any kind. But you did say that the best actor would have to be someone who could make a pretentious speech. And you were right about that. You were just wrong about the individual. I right? think that all acceptance speeches should be given like Ron Swanson would give them. <laughs> I am a man who has won and accepted an award. The end, Ron Swanson. <laughs> Uh, for uh, best directing, uh, Josh and I both said George Miller. Uh, Brian, you said um, uh, Len- what is it, Lenny Abraham or Abrahamson or whatever it was. And uh, the name, the winner was the director of The Revenant, whose name I can't Alejandro say otherwise. Alejandro Gonzalez Inerito. 
in a Ritu, and that movie was god awful. See my review in sixty four words, <laughs> which is, by the way, one of the best reviews I've ever read for a movie. I think I think I and I, I'm gonna I'm going to make an attempt every time I see a movie in the theater to do a, a short review like that. Uh, for best supporting actor, uh, Josh said Tom Hardy would do that and actually appear next to Tom Hardy while accepting the reward. And they're both Bane while that was happening. This Brian was wonderful I... to accept this award, Tom. <laughs> we didn't it. win, Bane. I don't know what you speak of. Where is this Rylance fool? I hate this. I hate this so much. Uh, Brian and I... Once all the Oscars have been announced, <laughs> you have my permission to die. <laughs> Brian and I both said that Sly would be uh, lucky enough to go ahead and, and do the speech for you Best Supporting Actor. You the Oscars, Mark We Rylance. were totally wrong. I was born in it. Melded it. by it. Hey, Bane, who was the, the winner for Best Supporting Actor? He was from the, the, the Bridge of Spies movie. It was Mark, what was it? I don't know what you speak of. Ah, okay. Paul Hardy won Best Supporting Actor in Everyone's Hearts. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think for Best Supporting Actress, Josh said, uh, uh, what was it? Rooney was going to win. Uh, she's very sneaky. Sneaky. Uh, uh, Brian and I both said Jennifer Jason Lee. We were both wrong. It was, uh, what was it? Alicia. Oh, darn it. Vikander. Thank you, Alicia Vikander won. Uh, I will say this, and a big old suck it to both of you, Ex Machina won Best Visual Effects, which I knew it would, so. Enjoy That's the list your of... beard and flannel, <laughs> CJ. Was accepted by a typewriter and a monochromatic <laughs> picture of a homeless man on a bench. <laughs> uh... Anyway, so uh, if you've learned anything, do not come to us for your Oscar pools. Uh, we're awful at that. Uh, I think I did pretty well. <laughs> so congratulations to Leonardo I, DiCaprio finally winning. I don't remember like I don't remember a year in which there were more crappy nobody saw them type of movies. Yeah, and this I, I honestly the Oscars were so bad I turned it off. I Chris Rock's opening monologue was good. I, well, I can't watch that and crap anyway. Then it was there's there's, there's just it it really seemed like last year was just a just not a good year for whatever these people consider to be good movies, and I, I think there were some pretty solid movies out, but mm-hmm. you know, not Oscar worthy. Apparently, I have no idea what the Revenant was doing anywhere near the Oscars. I have no clue how DiCaprio took away an Oscar. But bear, Josh, there was a bear. Dude, his entire dialogue was mostly grunting and heavy breath. Like, there's no surprise the bear didn't win supporting actor. He didn't even he didn't he didn't even have like like solid body language like Tom Hardy did in uh, there was that one movie, The Dark Knight Rises, where really you couldn't see his face. Oh yes, Josh, you noticed the body language throughout my movie. I w- it's not wasn't just me. It, it was uh, the people that saw it. Actually. Don't, don't. People of Gotham, rise up against your oppressors. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. I know Laura is probably throwing her hands up in the air, eating Laura. a ravioli while confetti falls on my hatred of Laura, this. Laura, do you see your white knight? You hear <laughs> him on the mic. No. Okay, let's move on. Do you let's want this man representing your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right, shut up. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> oh.
This one was uh, suggested to us by our, our friend Craig Newcomb, uh, who uh, threatened violence against me if we didn't talk about it, and I am scared uh, ever loving the Jesus out of me. Did he threaten to break an antique guitar over your head? <laughs> oh, shit. No. Come on. That's what I would oh, do. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was funny, but oh, wrong. That's good. Too soon? Was that too soon? It's way too soon. Yes, it was a little too soon. All right, Brian, I want you to to, to take the lead on this because because you've you've done some research. Uh, God damn it! I need a minute. I need a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need just a minute. Did you find your shit? I made CJ reboot. So, Brian, if you could, could you get us a little uh, research as to Stephen King's The Dark Tower is now being uh, adapted into a, a movie? It is, if I have this correct, it is finally after being in development hell for forever. Can can I just before I don't know anything about the Dark Tower, but my my buddy Chad has been telling me for a decade I need to read these books. So I'm I'm glad it's going to be adapted. All I know is that it has a badass. Uh, protagonist that's all you're gonna be excited when i hear you uh, when i tell you who was cast as well so the gunslinger is gonna be uh idris elba yes and i i think his name is the the dark rider or something roland roland deshane um is gonna be uh his his antagonist is gonna be played by matthew mcconaughey all right, all Slow right, all right. talking. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, they're, they're starting with, from what I'm told, they're starting with the third book, which seems a little odd, but I I, I have dabbled. I read the, a little bit of the comic book series that they adapted. Uh, highly enjoyed it. I plan on reading the books, but it's huge news. Everybody, uh, who, if you're a Stephen King fan, uh, you're extremely excited about this movie. I know that part of the development of this was um, the co-writer of the Swedish version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, there's about like four different versions of this movie. There's only two. The Swedish version that has two sequels and the American version. So it's starting in the wastelands is what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm told. Mm -hmm. That's, that's That's what they tell me. So I mean, it looks which is awesome because it leaves prequels open. It leaves prequels open. And and here's the other thing: they've been talking for a long, long time when they were trying to develop this movie about doing a movie, and then like a ten episode, thirteen episode miniseries on like HBO, and then another movie. So you could absolutely. Oh wow! and, And if they decide to go with that model, they could absolutely still do it and have like a couple seasons of the show be prequels leading up to this movie. I mean, it, this is huge. The, the, there's a ton of novels and it's a huge universe. Um, there's a ton of stuff they could do with this. So I, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm not sure when it's slated for le- release. CJ, do, do you know? If they, uh, I, given I, any? Don't, I don't think they have a, a solid schedule. I just know that they're going to be in production soon. And you know what that could be like. That can just change around. So I don't want to speculate. But the important well, thing is they got they got their gunslinger, which is what's important. Yeah, I mean, these are two. I mean, uh, I mean, I'll watch these guys in anything. I have I watched mean, Matthew McConaughey in anything, and some of it I, not so, can, so good. I, I can go without. I can go without McConaughey really on the planet. So, but <laughs> it, Idris Elba, I will watch in any. If Matthew I want McConaughey, him to be James Bond so badly. If Matthew McConaughey chases As Idris Elba in a Lexus, that would be fantastic. Well, I mean, Idris Elba. Has I've been a fan. I don't know how long, but I mean, 
before American Gangster, like I'm trying to I'm trying to pinpoint the. I mean, he played Stringer Bell on The Wire. I've been a fan right. forever, um, but my favorite character of his uh, was probably Mumbles in Rock and Roller. I love Idris Elba. That was good. I think he's amazing at everything he does. I want him to be the next James Bond. I want to see him in more roles, but this is awesome that he scored. I uh, I actually really love him in um, Losers. His character in Losers is pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Too. well, The Losers was fantastic. Losers is a fantastic movie in general, but I think him and Jeffrey D. Morgan just did such a good job uh, playing off of each other. There's a good back and good forth. Good back yep. and forth. I, I I think he's a solid actor, and honestly, I would not complain too much about him being Bond if that ever happened, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. Now, what I, I, I do want to say real quick, just getting back on, on topic of, uh, of Black Tower, there's one thing I do want to tell people who who are following this, who have been invested in the book series. Uh, Stephen King it does want to reassure you. He says, quote, the movie starts in the middle of the story instead of at the beginning, which may upset some of the fans a little bit, but... You're going to get behind it because it is the story. So it looks like it's going to be extremely close to the actual source material. So not a whole lot of changes, not a whole lot of cuts. Looks like it's going to be pretty darn faithful. Uh, and that's a big thing for Stephen King because I I think I even remember The Shining is completely different than the the book. And I know he was kind of pissed about that. It's The Shining. <laughs> um, so this is definitely something that uh, you should get excited for, something you should keep on your radar uh, I'm sure it's something that we'll start seeing things leak from once you know people start getting into the the sets and stuff like that. So, wanted to, to put that out there uh, and wanted to to finally let Craig Newcomb know, hey, we've got you back, buddy. If you ever want us, anybody, if anybody ever wants us to to spread a topic, again, listen to the end of the show. We'll tell you how to do it. So this week, if you're an iOS user, Google Maps added probably the coolest and best feature, especially something that I've been wanting for a while, which is now the ability to add pit stops to your trips without having to leave the navigational mode and uh, not really having to mess up the timeline. It'll incorporate it all together. Something missing and lacking, in my opinion, from the iOS version of the maps. And uh, Brian, I think you'll agree with me. Google Maps is far superior to that of iOS. Far superior. Google Maps has never led me down a dead-end alley trying to kill me. You guys don't Don't say don't up in major... In major metropolitan cities where you need metro directions. I will say that Apple Maps does have better um, uh, public transportation. Uh, Walking, better directions, public tra- – like Who walks? <laughs> you're not – People in I mean, the city not, will. You're not driving in New York City. You're not driving in San Francisco. Nah. Like the places I go, uh, you know, if I go into the city, I'm taking a ferry in – and I'm catching Uber from uh, the port to my location, and then I'm walking where I need to okay. go. Okay, or I'm taking public transportation. So, so let's let's be clear as to what's happening. I I am now guessing that Josh is an Apple Maps user, and we are your Google Maps you're users. Guessing, and you're saying, nay, sir, you are using the wrong mapping service. I'm saying that f- for my use in major metros, Apple Maps is better. However, comma. I'm also saying that for long distance driving, for up to the minute rerouting, Google is superior, especially when it comes to lane guidance and uh, there there's no latency on Google Maps, uh, even on iOS. It's it's a it's a fantastic application. However, 
it seriously lacks in content when it comes to street level mapping. It is not nearly as good. Uh, and I've been, Brian, I've been misdirected by Google as often as, as, as I, you know, Google has placed certain meeting places in the middle of a highway. <laughs> or tells me to turn left in New Jersey. You can't turn left. There is no left. Right, right. <laughs> it, so I'm I'm saying for all, for some purposes, Apple is better, and metropolitan areas is one of those things that Apple does better than Google. See what I like about this this feature, and again, why I continuously use Google Maps is um, Google Maps has the integration with Waze because they bought Waze. That when people report accidents, even if you're not a Waze user, you start to get that data while you're using Google Maps. And now, I mean, this is really what I've been waiting for. Whoever did this feature first was going to win my love forever. The fact that now I can add little pit stops along the way is fantastic. Great way for planning my morning and and doing that without having to compensate for it. And just so everybody understands, when Google and Apple sit down for their big software updates, the main topic is how do we win CJ's affection? It's on a big whiteboard. They put down ideas. Do we add more cats? Do we take them away? Um, everybody's vying for CJ's affection except for me. So the things that are better and the reasons why some people might want to ditch Google Maps for Apple is that you get things like it's it's more intuitive. So places along your route um, – may be suggested by Apple based on your check-ins and visits and other things like that, metadata. Um, it's also available on your lock screen. So that's, uh, yes. And then for, for people like me and and I, I'm, and Brian, I'm, I'm pretty sure, CJ, at this point, you don't have an Apple Watch. Oh, my God, I have an Apple Watch. I just got one. When you're driving on Google Maps... And let's say there's a couple people in your car. It's a little road trip action. Someone else is using the charger. You have, you know, your music streaming, Google Maps up. Your screen is draining your battery. The Maps is draining your battery. With Apple, I can load my destination, shut the phone down, and my watch will do all of the guidance. But if you're using Apple Maps and you lock your screen, right? (laughs) You know, you, you're still going to get the audible directions through your speaker. Yes. Right. So, so does Google Maps. But even when the phone is locked, but, you'll but still get I mean, that. Right. But is, you can't see it. His, his you can't Apple see anything. Oh, okay. The, the fact is that you can see it. Now, so you're going to look down under right, watch so while you're when, driving. No, to, no, 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 no. What happens, CJ? And if you had an Apple Watch, you would know this: is that it alerts you via the taptic feedback on your wrist there. When you have something upcoming in a quarter mile, and then you, you since your hands are already at ten and two, you just glance, and there it is. Yeah, I, I actually no joke. I, I, f- I used Apple Maps for funsies to go somewhere that I knew just for funsies to see how it worked on the map, and it's and a really cool. Google feature. Maps will not send you the because I know Google Maps sends you a push notification when that stuff arises. Does cool. it not happen on the Apple Watch though? It's all I'm asking on the Apple Watch. On the Apple Watch, you have the map and the guidance in front of you while your phone is. Locked. Right. What I'm saying is uh, an Apple Watch receives all push notifications from not your from, iOS device. Not from Google Maps. Not from buddy. Google Maps. That's all I wanted to know. That was it. Cool. All right. So definite feature. In the absence of Joshua Burns, there has been a call that has been neglected to a topic that was brought up a few weeks ago. And I do owe it to one of our listeners to finally go ahead and air his grievances 
with uh, Mr. Burns so he can defend himself. What else is new? Let us beware that this call uh, will be hilarious and uh, prepare yourselves. Hey, nerds. It's Mike Thornton, Brian's older and cooler brother. And that's the way I plan on introducing myself every time I call in now. Still not true. Um, hey, guys, just got done listening to the latest episode where Josh went on a rant about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And uh, I could not help but call in because I am pretty much the biggest Wolverine fan you'll ever meet. And, um, I mean, so much so that I named my son Logan, for God's sake. But, um, yeah, I, I can't tell you how obscenely angry and frustrated I was listening to Josh berate and belittle Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Um, and I believe my brother did an admirable job of defending him, and yet I just could not help but call in because the stream of obscenities that left my mouth and ran across my mind as Josh was speaking was just too difficult to ignore. So would love to call and just tell Josh, hey, man, everybody's entitled to their opinion, even when it's stupid and wrong. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but overall, I really wanted to just call and defend Wolverine, uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine based on Josh's own logic. If you remember going back to, I think it was episode one or two, really early on when you guys got started, you had this big discussion about how, um, you know, anybody or I'm sorry, you had this big discussion about how it's uh, not viable for uh, the guys who played Flash and Arrow on the shows to be in the Justice League movie. And Josh's big argument was that, well, you know, those guys just don't fit the roles for the movie universe and they, they can't they don't carry the same weight and they don't have the same uh, presence as guys like Ben Affleck or Henry Cavill. To which I vehemently disagreed, but also didn't feel the need to call in because Brian did a good job of uh, defending that. But when he sits there and says that Hugh Jackman is really just replaceable to any actor and they could play Wolverine, he's kind of putting his foot in his own mouth because isn't that the exact argument that you gave when you said that you couldn't have those guys in the uh, movie universe? So by saying, oh, just get any actor, any actor could be Wolverine, well, apparently that's not true by your own definition. So, anyway, just thought I'd call and prove you wrong. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the show. Bye. Oh, oh, and I was so unbelievably flabbergasted and angry that I forgot to make my main point. The main point is that Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. And whoever they get to replace him will be a pale comparison, and it's not going to be a Hemsworth, and it's not going to be whoever you're talking about from whatever show or whatever. Sure enough, they're going to find somebody, and it'll be fine. But at the end of the day, Hugh Jackman defined that role, and I thank God, as a Wolverine fan, I thank God every single day that Mission Impossible 2 ran over because I didn't have to deal with Do Great freaking Scott as Wolverine. I got a badass, cool-looking, good actor to play Wolverine, and that's good enough for me. Thanks. Oh, Michael. The passion. He's, the wow. passion of this he, man. He is. When he says he's probably the biggest Wolverine fan you'll ever see, he is. Um <laughs> and I agree with this older, much cooler Thornton than, uh, you know. That's that not true he's got at all. He, I mean, besides the fact that he's older, that's the only thing that's true about his statement uh, so, at the beginning. So, Joshua Burns, the podium is yours, your rebuttal. <laughs> well, the rebuttal is, uh, is I, I, I have to restate things that I went through a couple podcasts ago. However, uh, the call was, was well thought out. It was, you know, Digging back to old podcasts to use my own logic against me, that's good. But I got to tell you, uh, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. So <laughs> he, here's what I have to say. And my my 
criticism and my suggestion that any old actor can play him is sort of a it's it's taken a little bit out of context. What I was saying is Hugh Jackman is an actor. He is not the Wolverine. Clearly, he is an actor. So if he was able to embody that character, I, I think that it's great that he's given the fans something that they can latch on to. But I also think that if you had picked an actor with rugged looks and the ability to really act a part, they would have done well. Now, hindsight being 2020, Hugh Jackman was absolutely the right call at the time. There's no question about that. I'm glad that you're thanking God for Hugh Jackman. However, comma, I'm not going to miss him as the Wolverine. And uh, I'm looking forward to what they do next. That was an excellent call. I am, I absolutely encourage the debate. I don't think Hugh Jackman is the end-all be-all, and I'm excited for what comes next. But I completely respect your passion for the character and your odd obsession with Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. How dare he? But that that was that was a good way of saying I agree with you, but not. I do have one other piece of a of a phone call to play again. I don't know if this is still relevant. If you do want to say anything about it, especially after the whole uh, guitar jokes this episode too. Uh, no, it's okay. It's very easy. Things Josh Burns says that I don't disagree with. Limps. Lip Sync Battle is the stupidest fucking show ever. Anybody that watches it is dumb. <laughs> so that was uh, Craig Newcomb, the man who uh, gave the call about the guitar smashing, saying, hey, I really care about this. Uh, to which everyone said, hey, Josh is kind of disrespectful to that guy's phone call. Uh, no, sir. Even he thought Josh uh, was not disrespectful and wanted to show his solidarity to you, Josh, that he uh, <laughs> agrees with you on, on certain aspects. All right, so I wanted to thank everybody who called in this week to, to leave some comments. Thank you, TD, for, sh- for sharing your story. Theodore. Don't name him. You don't know his name. I want him to call me and tell me his name. TD, hashtag, slash, parentheses, Theodore. Let me know what your name is. Just pri- I don't private think, message See, this us. is why you don't use Twitter. You don't, you don't even know how to probably use I don't, I don't know. Hashtag Brian needs to learn. I don't know. So, guys, this hashtag is Hashtag, there's a whole lot can- of hope in here. bringing it back so thank you fans for calling in and sharing your voices your thoughts and opinions on the show i do want to let you know how you can go ahead and connect us where you can find us first thing anywhere audio is on demand so stitcher itunes uh, wherever you find us go ahead and make sure that you also rate and subscribe to us please tell us how we're doing you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash that kind of nerd twitter at that kind of nerd but again the coolest way and i don't know most shows that do this is to have your voice on the show just like everybody else did today and that is by calling 484-373-4119 put that into your phone when you got the urge to go ahead and share some nerdy life experience some news going around or just an opinion that you want to get out into the world go ahead and call that we'll definitely play your comment on air Thank you so much for every fan who has called in and shared your experiences. We definitely want to keep hearing from you. 
So that is our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for making us your walk around the neighborhood or your drive to work. Please make sure you check out thatkindofnerd.com. Check out some of the fantastic articles that are being written there and share this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. I'm sorry. I'm done. No, I'm not done. Go ahead. Do you want this man representing your podcast? You have broken me. Yay! Yes! I wondered which would break first, Brian. Your bane or your spirit? Uh, Definitely my spirit. Bane Bane, Bane will live on. Bane is forever. Long live Bane.